Hello, everyone. This is KOW News Radio's Greg Lillandini. And I'm Philly Soccer Pages, Mike Sardinio. This is the Philly Soccer Show. And this week we have Philadelphia Union's captain, Alejandro Bedoya. Always good to talk to Ali. Uh, yeah, it gives us some great insight on what's going on as they get ready to face off again against Atlanta, plus a little World Cup talk. Yay, welcome. <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Tough outing uh, out in L.A. last week. Definitely not the result you guys wanted, but you get to come home, face another tough team in uh, Atlanta. So what's the, what's the mindset right now in the locker room, kind of trying to bounce back from that L.A. Uh, result? Yeah, I mean, I know like there's no don't get any points for more victories, right? But I thought that first half against L.A., playing away at, at, um, at a good, strong team was uh, was good. I thought we played well. Um, they were having trouble getting out of the bag. We were able to put pressure on them, and we were able to create chances, but you know, we weren't able to convert those chances. So the execution was lacking there, and, and it cost us kind of like, obviously, any points there because uh, instead of being 1-0, 2-0 up, um, you know, we give up a, a mistake in the back and one zero, and then another goal off a throw in, um, which kind of is frustrating. And it's two zero then. Um, I thought it was a, a good response from the team to to go in and get that two one. And I thought at halftime, we, you know, we were in good spirits, and um, to give up that early goal in the second half really really cost us a lot. So that's when they killed the game off. But uh, I would say the mood in the locker room is still uh, one of a positive one. Uh, we know we. We came up short in LA, but I thought we played well overall. And it's just to continue playing like that, and uh, we just got to keep. We got to convert our chances because creating them uh, is not a problem for us. But you know, finishing them off has has been. So you have Atlanta coming to town this week. Obviously, the the game a couple of weeks ago was a, was a little bit different in terms of what we're used to seeing in a game. We we're not used to seeing a team playing down with nine men for that long. Uh, is there a little uh, special spice in the locker room this week facing Atlanta again? <laughs> Well, for me, I mean, I kind of want to get a little bit of revenge because that was the same thing. I thought, uh, until that 20th minute mark or whenever it was exactly that would happen, I thought we were a better team in, in Atlanta. And even with nine men, I got to say, I was proud of the team's effort um, there, uh, still trying to play and creating some stuff. Um, you know, they needed two penalties to beat us, uh, even though they were up two guys the whole game. So um, I hope we can come out with the same attitude, you know, not fear them or anything like that, even though, you know, they got a good team, good players, good individual players. But I think at home, we, we've shown that at home we're a strong team and um, hope we can just play our game, uh, you know, similar to that Vancouver game with passing and moving and playing simple and um, getting around them on the outside and, and, you know, getting guys to crash the box and converting our chances because it's, it was one thing if uh, we were uh, lacking some creativity or, um, you know, a lack of uh, chances, uh, but um, we're getting them. We just have to be better at, at putting them away, and I think we can, if we do that at home, we should be able to take care of Atlanta. So you're getting Harris back after his suspension, which, again, stemmed from the uh, old stuff at Atlanta. At Atlanta. Uh, Warren's come in and done a pretty good job uh, filling in. He's more of, the, more of a defensive player. So what, what does uh, – Harris bring when he comes back into the lineup? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, we're home, so to have Harris there, uh, you know, when we're home, we like to keep the ball more and we're able to uh, connect more passes in a way. So having Harris there, you know, he's a great player on the ball. I mean, he's uh, as good as any left foot in the league. Um, good technical player, very smart, and, uh, you know, he's able to pick uh, defensive apart, you know, with his pinpoint passing in between the lines and 
that's the kind of player you need. You need some guys that are able to take risks, and he takes very calculated risks in his passing, and you know that opens up the game for us and allows us to get some some good opportunities on goal. So we're definitely going to bring that. That's not to say anything against Warren. Like I said, I thought he did a great job in, in Vancouver. He was everywhere and being able to close down balls, even though he's a more defensive-minded player, he was able to you know play the simple balls as well, get us going forward. Um, you know, against LAFC, I thought. Uh, he did, he did pretty well, too. Uh, they press more than usual, obviously, than other teams. But um, he's coming and done a great job. And that's a credit to him and his professionalism because that guy is uh, a guy anybody wants in his team, the way his, his work rate. Uh, even when he's not playing in trainings and everything, he's a, he's a true professional. So, But to have Harris back, you know, we all know about his uh, technical abilities and his passing range. And uh, I think uh, with me, Harris, and Bork in the middle, uh, we got as good as midfield as anybody in the team in terms of understanding and, and passing and movement. Well, what, you brought up Bork, and that was going to be my next question. Is uh, you know he obviously missed the game in LA with uh, a little personal thing going on, and um, but I thought the game against Vancouver that was probably the best game that we've seen from Bork Doshkel. Um, do you think he's really kind of uh, found the groove in the central midfield uh, about halfway through the season now? Yeah, I think so. I think with anybody, there's a little acclimation period, you know, when they come into this league and see how much faster maybe uh, it is in terms of the guys being so athletic and tactically it can be a little bit dysfunctional. <laughs> but um, he's come a long way and uh, he's now kind of, uh, you know, got more into his comfort zone than most of the te- his teammates and the team. And, you know, he's, a- he's able to find those gaps. And, you know, when you have guys like myself and Harris and now with the young backs, uh, you know, we're trying to get them to, to play between the lines more and find work. You know, he's got great movement and he's got an engine too, so that helps out. Uh, but just, you know, trying to, for him to keep finding those spots, we're going to find him in those spots is key. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's done very well. I wish we had him in LA. I, I, I would have been upset to miss that game being that he's such in good form, you know. You don't want to mess that up, but I'll um, pick up where you left off against uh, Atlanta. And tactically, with Bork in there, you guys are kind of a right-sided team. It's you're not quite as overloaded as you were earlier when he came in. It was you and uh, uh, you know and, and Key and, and Bora kind of all kind of drift into that right side. It seems to be spreading out. Is that Brooklyn train. I think the you guys are more- uh, 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 train. You know, we have more on both both sides, but uh, obviously he likes to drift a little bit to the right. I've always played when I played on a four-three-three kind of formation or that number eight role. I always try to find the gaps in between the midfields and the spaces, you know, um, whether it's just a little bit to the to the left of that um, the number six on the opposing team or their other number eight, and between the you know center back and the outside back, uh, those are the spaces I always try to uh, exploit. And I think, I mean, you know, with my quality and stuff, I'm able to do that uh, very well. And I think that's why, obviously, we attack down the right more often than not um, because of the way we're able to combine on that side. But it is true that, yeah, we need to mix it up more. We have been working on it, but obviously Boric's natural tendencies also probably are tricked a little bit to the right also. Um, and maybe just, you know, combining with me as well because I play on the right side uh, more. But, um, yeah, I think we're more balanced than in the beginning of the season. Yes, I would agree with that. But uh, I think we need to mix it up more to get Papa more help there and not leave him so isolated a lot. I think one of the big stories surrounding the union this year has been the the success of the young back line, and I, I think you can particularly point to to Austin and Mark being really strong as as rookie center backs. Um, what have you seen from those two, and what what has made their transition into the league this year so successful? Do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously confidence is a big thing with, with young guys. Um, I think it helps that guys like, uh, you know, veteran guys like myself or Harris are pushing them, you know, and uh, and telling them to work on certain things, to, to take risks, to not be scared. You know, like I said, we, we try to be a passing team, a, play, a team that plays good football on the ground, in between the lines, and you need center backs that can play with the ball and they're comfortable with the ball. Um, Jack certainly is that type of player too, but Mark has provided something different in terms of the way we press. You know, Mark's speed and athleticism, same with Trusty, allows us to, to press higher up and maybe to press uh, more often than not because of their ability and their athleticism to, to cover ground uh, and help stay with, you know, the speedy wingers, speedy attack strikers, and maybe those speedy number 10s. So, um, you know, a, lot, a big credit to them because they've stepped in and, you know, it doesn't seem like, feel like they're 18 years old. Uh, well, except that trusty mistake at L.A., but no, no, that's not the <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. No, but he knows uh, uh, that's a mistake that can happen to anybody, just a little mm-hmm. misunderstanding. But, no, they, you know, he, he moves on and is ready for the next play. So that's something that um, it's nice to see from a – and young guys like that, and you know they've gotten more and more comfortable playing out of the back and uh, uh, improving their technique. But uh, hey, they, they've done a great job. I'm very proud of them, and hope they can continue to develop. So, looking at the standings a little bit, the Union kind of you guys got over that red line into the playoff spot, slipped back a little bit after the LA result, but you're kind of in that that cluster now within a f- couple points of getting back over that that playoff line. Is that something you guys talk about? You guys kind of everybody's kind of keeping an eye on the standings to kind of make that push to kind of solidify a spot? Uh, I mean, not to be honest with you, not really. We don't really talk about like where we are on the table or that we're right there. I mean, it's more like the goal is to make the playoffs. We have to make the playoffs. That's been the goal from the beginning. And I think it's not right quite there yet where it's like at the end of the season and, you know, it's, it's getting really tight and more and more pressure, but, I feel like definitely we, you know, if we want to be there, we have to win these games at home. So this weekend is a very important game. Every game should be important, but uh, at home especially, we can't lose points if we have a, want a chance to make the playoffs. So we know that uh, Saturday's game is is very important. I'm sorry that you hear my son in the backyard, but uh, <laughs> Sorry. We, we know that uh, Saturday's a very important game for our chance to to make the playoffs. So um, got to take care of business at home and. and Everything else will take care of itself because it is a crazy league. You know, <laughs> the parity in this league, anything can happen. Um, so um, we'll see. It's it's not a secret that that CJ is, has not been firing uh, as well as he was last year, and and David's really not gotten off the mark in the league this year. What what can you say to those guys and the the rest of the squad to to help those guys really get going as the captain of the team? Yeah, as a captain, I mean the only thing. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's several things, but the thing I try to do is just to, to keep uh, egging them on, you know, keep pushing them um, in training, make sh- making sure that, you know, they're trying to finish every chance that they get, you know, to get their confidence up. Um, you know, these guys are professionals. They've been around for a while now, and they understand that you know, they, they know when they're not performing themselves or when they're not getting taking care of business or doing the things that they need to do. So um, mentally, it's, it's maybe not easy for them, but... Uh, we need them. We need them to, to come to, to life and need them to to score, even though, you know, maybe being on the statue is not everything that counts. CJ works very hard, but at the same time, you know, if we're going to win some games, we need them to put away these chances so that, you know, instead of being down 1-0, we're up 1-0 or 2-0 in the game, uh, you know, it flips. So um, 
Uh, I think there's been times this season where uh, where uh, we could have gotten points where we didn't. But um, if we're going to be a top contending team, those are two key guys that have shown that they're uh, could be big players here in this league, and, and we need them to step up too. So um, it's just to keep on pushing them on and, and training, and hopefully that they train like they like they would play in the game, so that when it comes game time, you know they're they're ready. All right, before we let you go, got to ask you, what do you think of the World Cup so far? What do I think? I think it's been great. I mean, obviously, I only remember a little bit of the 94 World Cup, and I've seen videos of previous World Cups, but, uh, I mean, from my viewpoint, I think it's been the best one so far. Um, just the amount of, you know, drama. Uh, I don't have all the stats in front of me or anything like that, but I feel like there's been so many late stoppage time oh, yeah. goals that have caused so much drama and like craziness, excitement. Uh, so there's been some thrilling games, and uh, it's been it's been very very uh, cool to watch from the sofa, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, it's been great so far. Yeah, do you have a prediction who who might pull this off now that we're down to eight? I mean, my pick from the beginning was was Brazil. Uh, I'm going to stick with them. I think they just have the best balance from front to back, uh, or back to front, however you want to see it. I think um, that has the potential to be a really exciting game tomorrow, Brazil versus Belgium, huh? Yeah, it does. It does. There's a, quite a few bets around the locker room. Who's gonna win that game. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so uh, it's a toss up, but uh, no, I, I still I'll stick with Brazil. I just I like them. They could score, you know, anywhere from set pieces or playing through you or playing direct. You know, they got mm-hmm. so many great individual players. So. Hopefully it'll be another exciting one. I hope so. so uh, hey, Allie, uh, thanks a lot for uh, hopping on with us. Uh, good luck against Atlanta. Good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Take All care. Right, thanks, Allie. And uh, Philip Union Captain Alejandro Bedoya. Always easy to talk to. Always great to talk to Allie. Always uh, free with his free with the word, free with his time. And it's always, uh, you know, he gives it to you like he sees it, which, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat it, which you know, he doesn't speak in – Kind of sportsisms and athleticisms. Yeah, I mean, he, nice. he really, you know, he. If you ask him something, he's gonna he's gonna give you a pretty straight answer, which is uh, it's always great. And I think that's kind of the element that's what makes him a captain. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why he got the armband because he'll tell. Sure, you know, you, we see it on the field and we see it in the training. I'm sure he, he tells guys. He talked about it a little bit. You know, I don't think he rides guys, but I think he's you know he's in people's ears. And he wants he wants to push people. And he wants to you know make guys better. Yeah, no, it was, it was interesting to hear the way he talked uh, when I asked him about CJ and yeah. David not really firing on all cylinders. It was, it was, I think that was a good answer. Yeah, and um, let's talk about L.A. I think he, he talked about it. He's pretty honest about it. I think it's a case study of what the union is, that game. It's creating so much and just so little payoff. Yeah, I mean, you said... I think you saw uh, Austin make one of the the clean, clearest mistakes that he's made all season, mm-hmm. giving the ball away for LA's first goal, and and that, that's the thing with a team like LA that you you might be able to get away with making that mistake against some of the other teams that that don't finish so freely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from the the time that Austin gives that ball away forty yards from goal to the time it goes in, it's probably only about five seconds. Yeah, and they they punish they punish the Union for their mistakes in that game. Um, and, and Ali's right. I think they they had. Certainly had chances to, to score. I think Ali had a chance himself that, that got cleared yeah. off the line. I thought that was definitely going in from the corner kick. And then CJ Sapong with the, the chance, and I think it's about the 18th minute that he's played clean in on goal and never even gets a shot off. Yeah. I think that, that about sums up CJ's confidence right now, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, the chances were there for them to, to have 
two goals on the road, which you, you think might be enough to at least secure a draw in L.A. Um, so it's not like they, they they got played off the pitch like we've seen a couple of times no, you, in, in, in a visiting. Especially in the first half, you felt like they could get a point out of it. Yeah. And and even though they went, went in halftime down 2-1, but Fafa got goal later in the half. And, yeah. You know, he, he's scoring on the road, which is nice. That's, I think, his second or, uh, goal on the road. And you thought they could at least inch their way back into it, and then they give up the pretty quick one early yeah. in the, in the third, second. The third one was a real yeah. a tough Yeah, and, and one. that, that kind of that takes a win out of it pretty yeah. quickly. You're on the road, and that place is, looks like a cauldron. on. Yeah, on, I, yeah it does. Uh, <laughs> Philly soccer pages, uh, Peter Andrews was there for yeah. that one, and he said the stadium is everything that you think it is. Yeah, it looks, it looks awesome. Yeah, it just seeing it on TV, it just looks like, yeah, I want to be there. Yeah. You know, it just looks like one of those places you want to see. And, uh, yeah, and I think they just, you know, it's tough. It, it, they put themselves in a tough situation. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would have liked to see them fight back a little bit more, even down 3-1. I never thought that they, they created another real clear-cut chance in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think the subs were that impactful. I think they really mixed Boris DeCal in the second yeah, half. No, they, they, they did. I mean, I, I think we've seen enough of the El Seno experiment at the 10. No, that's... And then if Boric has to miss out again, I think, you know, I'd love to see Anthony Fontana slide in there and, and get you, more more game time. That's That's... And you know they're playing the kids at the back and good on them. And uh, Austin's mistake notwithstanding, him and Mark McKenzie have played very well. Keegan's bounced back. Um, uh, you know Matt Real hasn't really been able to break in, but you, you, he's on the trajectory. You feel like he'll he'll get there eventually. Um, but why not give Fontana a chance? Why not? Yeah, you know it was it was weird for me, especially because. Uh, you had Ilsenio with two really strong games in a row on the right mm-hmm. side. I think Ilsenio on the right gives Keegan Rosenberry a lot more uh, running to do on overlaps mm-hmm. because he holds the ball up very well. Um, so I, I thought it was really surprising to to try to move him to the ten. Uh, you know, maybe it was the thought that he's been in good form and that he could slide in the middle and, yeah. and it would work out. But I I didn't think that he he had performed. That I, I think it would have been cool to see Fontana get the start just to give him a taste on the road of yeah. Kind of MLS life in a, in a big situation in a big stadium yeah. in a game. It's not conference game. It's road game. You're not really expected to get much out of that, right? Right. I so mean, you give you give him you know an opportunity to see what it's like to start in front of you know how, how I'm not even sure how I many yeah twenty a lot some, of people yeah a lot of people <laughs> in front of a big crowd on the road kind of get that experience under his belt because he's going to need it eventually. And I thought that would have been a good spot to do it and. Especially if they were going to come out there and be be an attacking team, and that's that's another issue that uh, I I kind of had. They didn't, they don't. The, the tactical thing with me uh, with the union sometimes they don't always play to the situation. Yeah, and I think there's there's nothing dishonorable about going into LA and being conservative, and no. it's fine. They went out there att- attacked and created chances. They almost nicked a couple. But they're not ultimately strong enough a team, I think, to sustain that on the road, and especially sustain it in a place like LA. So, and you have Warren in the, in the side, and you don't have Boric. So that that's kind of, it's not two strikes, but it changes who you are a lot yeah. without this, you know, with Warren in there and without Boric. So that that kind of changes the complexion of your team a lot. Why not go out there and try to maybe absorb a little bit? play a counter. I mean, maybe the ultimate ending is you lose 2-0 instead of 4-1. Yeah. 
and zero points is zero points. Yeah. But maybe you walk out of a score of straw. Maybe you nick a goal late and, and get a 1-1. Uh, yeah, and and even, you know, I thought that they, they waited so long to pull a senior, too. I mean, yeah. Anthony didn't come in until I think it was the 83rd minute or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets, you know, seven minutes plus stoppage time I mean, that's, in, a, in a game that's yeah. mostly decided. So that's, I, what can you take away from that? From And especially because we haven't seen a ton of Fontana over right. the last couple of, of months. And he, he's making 18. I mean, he's getting, you know... Yeah. He hasn't been down in Bethlehem a ton. No. Certainly not like uh, you know Jones and kind of those guys and yeah. Herbers. I saw Herber scored a yeah. brace. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd almost forgotten that he was. A, yeah, a, he's playing up top for them. He's yeah. playing. He's playing kind of lone striker uh, yeah. spot for them down there right now. Um, so I, I would like to have seen play into the situation a yeah. little a little more, but so you got Atlanta coming in and you get Harris. I, I give them a puncher's chance against Atlanta, honestly. Yeah, I, I do too. I think Atlanta is very strong at home. I don't yeah. think that they're as strong when they, they travel. Um, I was unimpressed with them when they came to Philadelphia last year. Mm-hmm. I think that they come with a lot of theatrics when they, they travel. Um, I, I I don't know. It's it's it should, it should be an interesting matchup. I, th- I think to listen to Ali talk about it, I, I do think that there's going to be a little extra spice in this yeah. game after what uh, happened I, in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. I think Harris is going to want to make some amends for, for both – the, the red card in that game and yeah. the three games that he's missed since then. Oh, I think they're up for it. I think yeah. they're up for this game. Yeah, I'd I'd love the Union crowd to be up for it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how that goes. That's it's certainly not been a, a a great year at Talon this year in terms of attendance and atmosphere. Um, I'd love to see that change on Saturday. No, even I I couldn't make it out for the uh, uh, for the um, the two game, but even then, I think a game that would kind of warrant. A yeah. good atmosphere didn't really have. Yeah, I mean, it. there was a, a nice strong round of applause for Sebastian, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, and the game was not the closest game we've seen right. there either. But um, yeah, it was. It's it's been a weird year down there. You know, I, I think this is it's been the the culmination of a couple of of pretty tough years yeah. for Philadelphia Union, and, it's and really you know, finally hit the seats. And I think that came out of the year. I think the weather didn't yeah, was, break for a long time, and yeah, there was some cold. There was some cold, nasty. Dank yeah. nights there, and yeah. Um, yeah so I, I think, yeah, th- th- it would be great if they could get that twelfth man, and they could get kind of that that wind in their sails a yeah. little bit from from the crowd because they're going to need it against a team like Atlanta. They're going to need to kind of get boosted a little bit. I mean, again, I give them a puncher's chance. Atlanta's, like you said, not that impressive on the road. I think where they lost to uh, Dallas, yeah, two 0 I think. Yeah, they lost to Dallas on the road, and. You know, it might be a good opportunity. Uh, yeah, and and you got if after what happened last time, if you can't as a player can't get pumped up for this to play this team, then I don't know why you're out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. Uh, um, do you think do you think we'll see CJ leading the line? I think we see CJ in the lineup until he's not in the lineup. Yeah, I just I I don't, and I I've been talking about Corey Burke a lot I don't ultimately think he's the answer I think he fits what they do a lot better right right now yeah and he's and he scores goals which is a really important part yeah. of being I mean, a striker yeah he's, he's scored more the same amount of goals and let, let's let's talk about it so Fafa has more goals than CJ right now yeah Boric has more goals than mm-hmm. CJ right now Anthony Fontana has one less goal yeah, than CJ has right now, 
And he hasn't started since the first game of the year and has barely played since. Um, yeah, Marcus Epps has more goals. Marcus Epps C. C. <laughs> has more goals than C.J. Sapong. And, you know, our good friend and colleague, Jonathan Tanwall, asked Curtin again about C.J. in the press conference today. And Jim, I saw, I saw that. Jim got back up a tiny bit, I think, like kind of saying something, I knew this was coming. And as, as much as there's, we, there's some politics to there that we don't have to get I, oh, there's, into. There certainly is, and as much as we like to kind of have, have fun with Jonathan, the question's there, though. It is. It is. And and the the, the question I would have let Matt to George ask it this <laughs> week, though, if I was Jonathan Tuttle, well, but I'm know. not. I'm not. <laughs> um, the question's there, and, and it, it's it's just I, I think Burke just hit what he does. The way the team's constructed now, the way they have a number 10 that can move the ball, and Burke likes the ball at his feet. CJ's not a guy that plays with the ball at his feet a lot. He likes to kind of be physical and hit the ball out of the air and do stuff like that. Last year that worked because they didn't have another 10, number 10. Nobody really was passing the ball out, like, out of the middle. A lot of long balls, a lot of crosses. That was more what they were last year, and that would fit CJ. It fits CJ a lot better, and he ends up, ends up with 16 goals. They're not doing that as much now. <laughs> You have a guy like Fafa who wants to cut in and kind of slide the ball into the box. He's not really hitting a ton of balls into the air. You know, same thing. Whoever you got on the right, nobody's, you know, have like a real traditional winger. It's going to bring the ball wide and sling it in. You have guys like uh, Ilsenio who's going to play with a ball and kind of move it into the box or hit, you know, hit overlaps, do stuff like that. So they're a different, maybe a little more technical team than they were last year. And it's just... It's not serving what CJ does. It does a little better with Burke. Now, saying praising Burke as I am, I don't know if he's the answer. Yeah, and, and I, we don't. Nobody really knows. He's not played enough. I, I talked about this last week, and I, I said that now, now is the time to to bring in another striker. Yeah. Yeah. I think whether it's a trade within the league, whether it's bringing in someone on a transfer, um, and I, I think that assumption has been backed up by a couple of people this week. I saw Matt George wrote about it. I yeah. saw uh, Chris Gibbons wrote about it on Philly Soccer page. Yeah. I think that there there are some available players around MLS that would be a decent fit. I think um, if if there's a budget to go outside the league and, and bring in someone on a transfer, I think now is the time to do it. Um, I agree with you that I think um, this union team is not particularly set up well to support the, what CJ Sapong brings you as a lone striker. Um, so bringing in someone that that's a little bit more um, mobile, moving around behind the back line, making some runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that that would be a great choice for this team right yeah. now. It, it's it's yeah, the solution the solution's not on this roster currently. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I think CJ is a nice option to have. I think Corey is a, a nice raw young talent, but I, I think that it's it's missing something. Every and everybody wants, you know, I, th- I think the I think the coaching staff wants CJ to work work through this, but we've seen that could take a long time with yeah. this player. Yeah, and uh, so that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely there's, an issue. There's, there's only so many only so many games you go by without your striker scoring yeah. goals that you can let it go. So, next topic: uh, um, Harrison Dunian uh, gets his option gets picked up. He'll be back in 2019. Yeah, makes sense. I think it's a good move. I think Harris he really likes being here. I think the team likes him. Yeah, the he's uh, an immensely likable guy. He's an immensely likable guy. He he gives you a lot on the field. Yep. And I think it eases 
kind of some of the eventual transitions in the midfield that you're going to have with Fontana and Jones in the wings. I think it gives you a little more time to work those guys in. And next year you might see Harris get a breather and Jones is in there or Fontana's in there or maybe. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I don't think that's impossible. And I, yeah. I think that the, the real nice thing about keeping Harris around for another year is that he's another leader in the locker room. Yeah. You know, obviously Ali's the captain of the team, but being around these guys, uh, Harris can very easily wear the, the armband in, mm-hmm. in Ali's absence. Um, you don't have a lot of older guys on this team and, and even some of the veteran guys uh, you yeah. wouldn't count as, as captain-like guys. Yeah. So I, I think having Harris around, whether he's a starter, you know, 20 games next year, 30 games next year, whatever whatever it ends up being, yeah. I think is, is a strong move. For yeah, the I think he, he's he, not on a ton of money. No. Nah. No, I think, yeah, his contract's probably for, you know, for player of his caliber is probably pretty reasonable. So. And then, yeah, and he gives you that leadership. He's, he's, I think he just commands respect in the locker room because he's a guy that's seen it all, done it all, you know, World Cups, Champions, Champions League. Yeah, you know, playing and playing in Europe, playing all over the, all over the world, and it, yeah. it's it's just brings that. And I think tactically, he gives you something a little bit different. I th- I don't think the the MLS of 2018 has a ton of deep lying playmakers in the no. in the mold that Harris does. Ha- is. No. And I, I certainly don't think that they have any left footed players on the, the the caliber that he is. No. <laughs> so I, I, I think you know I, having him as a, an available option, whether as a starter or off the bench, is, is a really fantastic option for the Philadelphia Union. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, what else, union wise, do we need to speak of? Predictions. Yeah, we do predictions. It's good to have you know good to have uh, Harris back off that. Yeah. Obscenely long suspension. <laughs> um, predictions. Uh, I'm gonna be optimistic, just because I, th- I think this is gonna be a game yeah. the union want. We've said Atlantic can be so-so on the road and they might even look past the union a bit um so i'm, I'm gonna go two one union i was gonna say two one I'm, gonna, Thank you. I'm still gonna say two one you could say that um all right I agree. a couple other things uh transfer rumor in europe in the premier league christian pulisic possibly spurs in at 58 million euros pounds somethings money bitcoin <laughs> Shekels, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, that's the rumor that Spurs are in for Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I think this is interesting. Um, is he a starter on that Spurs team? Uh, don't know. I, think, I mean, you, Spurs usually attacks with uh, Sung off the left, don't they? Yeah. Who's, who's been very who's good for been, them. Who's been, I think, probably their best player, yeah. or one of their best players, at least. Uh, yeah. Um, he's a very impressive player. Yeah, and I think... Um, you know, I think that Spurs team is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I, playing I, Premier or playing Champions League soccer next I'm, year too. Take my Arsenal hat off for a minute <laughs> and say it's not. It wouldn't be a bad landing place. I I'm, I don't know if I really want him to go to England. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And because we've seen guys kind of make that jump too early or to the wrong team. Yeah. I think if he does go to England, that Spurs is a better choice than a lot of other teams. Spurs and would I think be playing better. under Pochettino is is. Is is a good experience. Spurs it seems like. Spurs would be a better is a better choice because they're a footballing side. Yeah, um, and I think Liv- Liverpool would would be a good spot for him because yeah. I think Klopp knows him and. Oh, Manchester United. No, I, I don't want to see nobody, I don't want to see anybody playing under Mourinho. Yeah, no, United will be a terrible place for him because yeah. he will learn how to park the bus and that's about it. Yep. 
Uh, I think United would not be a good good spot for him. Um, and it's it's, but let's let's think about kind of step back that there's 58 million euros on the table for an American player. Yeah, it's, it's how unbelievable. 20 years ago, if yeah. you said to somebody... Oh, 20-year-old American player. Yeah. 20 years ago, if you said to somebody, oh, there's going to be an American player and he's going to demand a 58 million pound transfer fee. Nobody would think you're... People would like think you're out of your mind. And and we're saying it for policing. People are like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's it's Warner too. He's, he's, he's been very strong. I thought maybe he took a little bit of a step back last year, but I think that Dortmund team... As a club, took a, a little bit yeah. of a step back last year, um, so I, yeah, it'll be. It's that's an interesting rumor. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, he's been linked to a couple of EPL sides over yeah, the last been, like I know, year and a half. So yeah. I don't. I can never tell how concrete these things are. No, and, and the fact that there's kind of a usually you see how he's linked to this team. The fact there's a number attached, kind yeah, of gives a little more credence, yeah. maybe. And but we'll see. And I think it's a. Uh, it was kicker. It was from kicker, and kicker is usually a pretty solid. Yeah, it's not the sword. sun. No, it's not the sun or, or, or something <laughs> like that, which just you know writes things. Uh, so kicker's a little more solid. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see. And uh, pretty fascinated by that. But so to wrap it up, uh, World Cup. Oh man, what, what a World crazy. Cup! Crazy. Um, that Japan Belgian game. That was terrific. Was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. Yeah. That counterattack on that goal. Oh man. You want to know a crazy story? It's a so, work of so art. We, we may have had the game on in the office at work, <laughs> and my coworker that sits next to me may be another massive soccer fan. Right. And uh, Japan was lining up for their corner kick, and he looked over to me and he said, they're going to go the other way and score. Yeah. And then they went the other way and scored, and he just stood up and put his arms out. That, I, was, I was pretty impressed. But, I mean, <laughs> if you watch, you got to watch a tactical view, like the view behind yeah. the, 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 the Japanese goal to see that develop. And see Lukaku. Oh, Lukaku's run on that he, was phenomenal. Not only does the, he does the dummy, but he runs oh, that inside and then out, outside, then back in, yeah. and then gets into the box, just sliding defenders off him the whole yeah. time. And the Japanese defenders, he, he just had them also off balance. Yeah, I hope someone slid that tape into the the Union striker uh, meeting. I, I, every every striker that, should watch that. That should be every coach should show that to his. Team from U tens up to yeah. the Premier League of how this is how you run a counterattack. It, it was so masterful, and then he has the wherewithal and the trust in his teammate to to leave that dummy. The dummy. Honestly, that honestly, his finishing that game was terrible. So right. that was probably the well, best well, move he made go. to let it go through but his legs. He, he just had that wherewithal to leave that dummy, and it was so good. Yeah. It was so impressive, and that was such a good game. And Japan just uh, competed, left it all out yeah, there. Yeah, no, and, I, and you know they're always just. I always like watching them in the World Cup because they always go out there to compete, and yeah. they're always just good hard runners, and they just good athletes, and they just kind of leave it all out there. You could uh, you could feel it after Belgium scored that first goal that it, it might mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, the wheels start. Yeah, yeah. You could just you and, just felt the, the the momentum shift and the belief yeah. shift over to the Belgian side a little bit, um, and England killing killing the uh, monkey on their back. Yeah, I, it was it was great to see England win in penalties. I thought Colombia was extremely disappointing in that game. Yeah. I, I think to uh, to be a footballing side like Colombia to to be a team that can play with some flair and and to kick the ball around the field that, that was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, I don't I don't quite get. 
and, and I, I really disliked Falcao coming out after the game and criticizing the referee, even though the referee was Mark Geiger and he probably deserves any <laughs> criticism that he's getting. Um, well, he was not good. No. He was spectacularly. I mean, it was, it was so a tough game to referee, it and, was he, a tough and he game didn't do a good job with and, it. And the, but, you know, then the stuff we've seen him, like the 10 minutes to try to set up a free oh, kick and the – you know, you got to stand here and the, and just moving guys around. For all, it, it's tiresome. Yeah, and, and I it's, agree. It's you know, it's the Mark Iger act that we all know and love. Um, but you got to feel good for Gareth Southgate. Yeah, because he he wasn't, you know, he wasn't highly touted when he took this no. job, and he's got to clean up the mess that Allardyce left, and you know, and he's he's handled it all very he's well. Handled he's handled it great. He's I think he set up the team to to play very well. I think yeah. he's been very classy himself whenever and he's spoken. He's, you know, and. He's been a victim of them missing penalties. He missed yeah. a penalty in Europe in ninety in Euro yes. ninety six, and he's brought up many times during yeah, the broadcast. He's, <laughs> he's been on the receiving end of that of the you know as of many English players have. Yeah. <laughs> um, to kind of to see him get to bury that ghost, yeah. in his own personal career, that was nice, and seeing England. You know, I, I either like I either like Brazil or France. I'm leaning towards France. I think they're just way too deep. But England could do it. If you, you're looking at the break, they got a path to they the do. final. Yeah, I think they should they, beat they, Sweden. They, they should beat Sweden. And then you got Russia or Croatia. And Croatia's yeah. played well, but yeah, I hope I hope they crush Russia. Yeah, well, I thought Spain would, but yeah, well, we are. No, Spain. Uh, yeah, I never. I didn't, I didn't rate Spain. I, I rated I, them more than I rated Russia. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and that was a terrible. Soccer. That was not good. No. Um, <laughs> but I rated, you know, I rated. I think if if Croatia scores in the first half of that game, I think that game is over. I don't think Russia can play football. No, no, and, and the, the early success in the group stage, I don't think, is any indication no. of. Um, France Uruguay is, is very interesting. It's interesting, you know. It, it's disappointing that um, is it uh, Cavani's Cavani's going to miss out. Yeah. He's been very good. Yeah, that's going to be. Oh, he was his goals and oh, were just beautiful. Goal. Yeah, were just beautiful. Yeah, can we just talk about some of those? That, that Cavani goal was spectacular. Yeah. The uh, the right back from France. Uh, uh, what is his name? The young kid. Oh, I'm Papi. No. no. Oh, um, the the kid that hit the right right, the right curler right. into the corner. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Have uh, I'm blanking on it. But Fra- yeah, Fra- oh, but that's that's the thing. That's and Mbappe the, has been very good. That's the thing I like that makes me really lean towards France is they could just beat you in different ways. They yeah, if, and they haven't. They have, I mean, I thought the game against Argentina, uh, they finally really got going. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't. They'd been kind of getting the results without playing particularly without well before that. So, but, but a, a four three win over Argentina is, is, a, is a is a nice but feather it, in the cap. But you feel like if they need to grind out a one nil, they can do it. Yeah. They need to get a you know win a shootout like they want against Argentina. They could do that. Yeah, they just have so many different players where they could kind of put out different looks and do different things. Yeah, that that, that that's you know that 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 side of the the, the tournament is 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 sexy. You know, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> you know I think I think France Uruguay has a chance to be a very a very good game. I think Brazil Belgium has the chance to be a very good game. It that has could, a chance to be a very open game. Oh if, yeah, if, especially I, I, if Belgium goes with that back three. Yeah, I think uh, they'll just go for it. And then the winners, no matter which two win those games, it will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to expect from England, Sweden, exactly. No, England no. should win. Swe- Russia I, should beat Russia. Sweden, I could see Sweden kind of bunkering. Yeah. I mean, they've they've played well, though. They've played well enough to get here, but... Yeah. You know. I thought they deserved to beat the Swiss. I, I, I think, I, you know... 
I think there's that path for England though to get to that final. I think I so know. too. I think there's a path there. Um, yeah, wa- watching the way that this tournament is shaken out and seeing how it's a little bit more wide open than some of the tournaments in the past with some of the bigger teams going out. Man, does it make you even a little sadder that the U.S. I isn't mean, there? More I think like, about you it. You're just like, we the, could be, we, the U.S. could be in this last eight. The, the more I think about it, yeah. Especially, they're, they're on a level with Sweden. They're on a level with Croatia. They're better than Russia. Especially Panama. Just looking uh-huh. at cocky cap. Panama was just there to make the numbers up. Yeah. They really were. They're terrible. Uh Costa Rica was very disappointing. Yeah. After the World Cup they had last go around, I thought they were very disappointing. And Mexico to me, they made their round of sixteen exit. Yep. I mean, they played bravely. Thought they played very bravely against Brazil. I thought they played. You know, they they ran their counterattack well. They just when they got into the final third, they didn't know what to do with the ball. Yeah. And I think if they had a little bit of cohesion, I'm not saying they would have won. I'm just saying it would look a little different. But yeah. they had no no cutting edge in that final third. Yeah. And so they're out in the round of 16th. So it, it, it's frustrating. It, it's even more frustrating that the, yeah. that the CONCACAF teams did so poorly. And yeah, and it, it is, and it's a cup. I'm saying France can win it. But I need teams can win it yeah. at this point because it's just it's so not Russia. It's just not Russia. No. But it's just so it's just so wide open, and teams are playing so wide open that. Yeah, I, I mean, with, with the U.S. not in a cup like this is is really frustrating. Yeah. So well, let's uh, wrap up on that really well, sad yeah. note. We're gonna go <laughs> cry into our beer somewhere. Well, thank uh, Ali Bedoya as always. Very Good generous. Talk. Very generous with his time and uh, with his uh, with his opinions and such. Uh, thank uh, Mike Radio for sending in the co-host seat uh, this week, and we will catch everybody next week.